new concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren. At each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me here today. Now let's kick things off. Hey guys, welcome back to the Success 101 Podcast. And man, I'm so excited to be here with you guys today because this is it. This is what you guys have asked me about for so long, and I wanted to make sure I did it just the right way. This is the ultimate biohacking processes, systems, routines, whatever in the world you want to call this episode that so many of you guys have asked about for so long. I can't tell you how fired up and privileged I am to bring this to you guys. And before we dive in, I wanted to remind you guys that my team still has my book, From Success to Significance, offered for just a limited time longer for free. If you're in the United States, you're only going to pay the shipping cost on that. All you have to do is head over to success101podcast.com forward slash the dash book and at the checkout, enter the promo code success101 to only pay the shipping cost. If you're outside of the United States, you can pick up the ebook reader for a couple of bucks more, but that'll give you guys the chance to go through the six vision building exercises, the five components of building your strategy and really helping you to lock in and hardwire a lot of these goal-setting habits and a lot of these time-setting habits, and even more, creating your own personal legacy, creating your highlight reel. Guys, Curtis Estes and I just ripped the lid off of this thing when it comes to building your goals because there's so much to it when it comes to really understanding not only where you're going, but taking a big step back and understanding where you have come from first. So I wanted to mention that. And also, since we are doing the ultimate biohacking and routines episode here that I know you're going to love, I wanted to mention that the human charger is still 20% off. I partnered with the guys over at Valky to give you guys this incredible device for 20% off. You've heard me talk about it plenty of times before if you're a regular listener, but this bright white with blue infused light LED earbud device is just simply amazing. It's going to help you guys pound less caffeine each day. It's going to get you woken up faster in the mornings. It's going to keep you from having a slump at 2.30 p.m. like sometimes we normally do by popping these things in your ears, turning it on for a 12-minute session, and letting that bright white and blue light hit the photoreceptor proteins on your brain. Scientists have recently discovered that putting earbuds in your ears with this spectrum of light, which is the same light as the sun, which is why we call it the sun in your pocket, or sticking the same spectrum of light up into your nose gives your eyes and your brain the same effect as looking at the sun, but without losing your eyesight doing so. Don't stare at the sun, kids. Instead, everybody go grab a human charger. And my team has made this so easy for you guys. Just head to success101podcast.com forward slash human charger. And when you get to the checkout section to buy your own human charger, enter success101 in the promo code section to snag your 20% off. And those of you who have gotten your own device, thanks so much for your comments on writing in about how much this is really helping you wake up earlier in the morning, pound less caffeine, reset your cortisol levels each day, and surprisingly, even sleeping better at night as a result of getting your cortisol levels down faster during the day. Now, what I'm doing on this episode here, there's just so much information. So if you're driving around in the car or if you're working out and listening to this or anything else that you're doing, 
I'm going to link everything up for you guys in show notes. But I'm warning you right now, there is a lot of information that I'm getting out to you guys. So the first thing I would do, number one, this is so important, guys. Don't get frustrated or overwhelmed by the amount of information that's about to be coming your way. Remember, I started from nothing before I started down this journey of feeling better, being less burnout, getting more sleep, taking care of myself. And for some of you, you've already started down this lifestyle of understanding the importance of biohacking or some sort of stimulus and response that your body can give to feel better or be on a better track. But for some of you, you haven't. For some of you, you're just now knocking on the doorstep of this as I was so long ago. And I want to encourage you with that. But I've got to give you the full treasure chest here. Because for some of you, like I said, you are way down this path and some of you are just now starting. So I've got to give you everything so that everyone has something to take away from this. But please don't get frustrated or discouraged. So number two is I'm going to do this in two parts. The first part that you're hearing today is going to be the late afternoon through the evening or the night routines. Part number two is going to be the early morning through the early afternoon. But it's really important to understand that there's some of these things you're going to do in the night or the late afternoon, and some of these things you will start doing early in the morning through the early afternoon to cover the full spectrum of hours in the day. So without any further delay, hang on to your seatbelts because here we go with the ultimate biohacking and routines episode. What is this? What? Hang on. Was that necessary? said you wanted an explosion. Yeah, no, I get it. I said I wanted an explosion, but what was that? Guys, please forgive my team here. Bless their hearts. They do the best they can. I wanted an explosion there to really kick this thing off. So with that, we will dive in. Here's why I thought this would be great to start this first episode in the late afternoon through the evening or the night. You guys might have heard me say before that 90% of a great morning or a great day, you could even say, starts actually in the p.m., so many people create this idea of an incredible next day, their to-do list, setting out their workout clothes, wanting to go crush a workout, having the best of intentions of having an awesome day. But what do they do? They sabotage themselves in the evening with many of the things that I'm going to go over with you today and just absolutely kill any potential they had for having a great day starting the following morning. So that's why it's so important, guys, that you understand that an incredible day and the things that you build into the day don't start when your alarm clock goes off in the morning. It starts hours before that. And remember, guys, all of this, the intention of all of this is to lead you to higher levels of peak performance. Just as I say in the introduction, it's small wins, it's new concepts, it's ideas to help lead you guys to peak performance each day. And some of the most mundane, small things that you might have never thought about before, those are the things that are keeping you from just going out and crushing it in life. So let's all get better together. So I've mentioned the late afternoon as a starting point. I think that really starts to me maybe maybe a little bit earlier in the afternoon, but somewhere around 2 p.m. And one of the most important things I've learned, guys, so important, if we can just get this, if we can understand this part and build it in, we're going to be so much better. But it's no caffeine after 2 p.m. Say it with me. Scream it with me. No caffeine after 2 p.m. Much of this I picked up on from my good friend Craig Ballantyne and my good friend Dr. Michael Bruce, the sleep doctor. And some people are actually surprised to hear me talk about bulletproof coffee and drinking more and more coffee each day than what maybe research thought we should in the past if we're doing it in a healthy way. They're surprised whenever I tell them that coffee really is, if you do it the right way, it really is a healthy part of life. It doesn't have to mess with your sleep. There are a tremendous number of benefits to coffee. So I think the big question here in this part one episode, if we're doing sometime in the afternoon through the evening, is how we can get our coffee in during the day 
and get the health benefits of coffee, which I won't go into in this episode, how can we get that in without losing sleep over it? The secret, if you're taking notes, is to avoid drinking coffee after 2 p.m., as I mentioned. And that's a challenge sometimes, guys, if you're used to getting that pick-me-up in the late afternoon when your slump kicks in. That's when you might find that switching to a different type of caffeine, like a mild blend of green tea that has L-theanine built into it to keep you from having the jitters and the really stay-up-late type of caffeine, that might be good for you. But just be sure to avoid all sources of caffeine after 3 p.m. 2 p.m. is the magic marker you guys should be sticking to, but if you have to press it a little bit longer because of an afternoon crash, don't have any caffeine after 3 p.m. That includes soft drinks, that includes energy drinks, and I get it. The main part of my role is face-to-face interaction, whether that's advisors in my office, whether that's clients, whether that's people that I'm meeting with on business deals, those sort of things, and I have later dinners from time to time that I have to attend And the gut reaction many times is I can drink a little bit of caffeine and still be okay because I'm going to be up tonight, but please hold it to all caffeine being done at 3 p.m. And again, you don't get a get out of jail card for free on Coke or soft drinks. And for those of you who have lived that life for a long time, you guys know that caffeine and sugar are a dangerous combination and one-two punch for keeping you up late at night. But just remember, guys, anything that's going to stimulate you and hear me out well on this. I keep saying caffeine, but anything that's going to stimulate you, please cut it off by 3 p.m. And if you can start doing that by 2 p.m., you're going to have a much better night's sleep. Coffee, in most cases, depending on how your body burns through it, has a half-life, generally of about three hours. If you drink coffee at 3 p.m., you might still have it in your system six hours later. And you might have stopped feeling the effects of it three hours after that. So you think, oh, I need to go pound some more or I need to stay up. It's still in your system and it still could keep you up at night along with any other stimulants that you're taking. You might even go to bed and fall asleep. I've heard people tell me that over and over. I don't have trouble with coffee. I can drink coffee late at night and then fall right to sleep. What you don't realize, though, and where you're kidding yourself is how restful that sleep is. So if we want to get a good night's sleep where we stay in bed six, seven, eight hours and we're not still waking up, rubbing our eyes, feeling like a zombie, like you've run a marathon all night long. Some of you out there know exactly what I'm talking about. That's because you're not getting deep sleep. You're not getting past that REM cycle and having three or four episodes at a minimum of that deep, restful sleep where human growth hormone is being initiated in the body and starting to be released, where your cells are expanding and growing more rapidly, where your mitochondria through the process of ATP are getting more energy because they're getting good rest. All of that goes into you guys getting a great night's sleep. Moving along, something I love doing and I've recently found out the benefits of is taking GABA. GABA has a ton of benefits, guys, and I'll tell you the controversies here in just a second, but let's talk about the benefits first. GABA, which stands for gamma aminobutyric acid, is one of the most important amino acids when it comes to things that are produced in our bodies. In fact, in our adult brains, and this doesn't work the same way with kids, but in our adult brains, it acts as the primary inhibitor neurotransmitter, and that works to calm your neurons, which are firing in an excited pattern during the day, especially for people who have ADHD or pounding tons of caffeine, as I just mentioned. And if you break it down even further, GABA is synthesized from glutamate, and that's really a neurotransmitter in your body that gets things really jazzed up and excited and and is essential for brain function. We don't want to calm all of that down to where it's like we're sedated all the time or in a coma, but we certainly want to start winding down the firing of those neurons as the afternoon and evening starts winding down. So in layman's terms, you could say that GABA really counterbalances the level of excitement in the neurons in your body that's caused by those excited brain chemicals like 
glutamate. And the GABA is going to help you guys to wind down. And that's going to ensure that you don't become overstimulated or anxious or laying in bed with thoughts running in your head or getting your second wind even at night because you're not building melatonin the right way and you're allowing yourself to stay up too late. Now, I wouldn't be doing you guys any favors without telling you that there are some questions about how much GABA really helps you. And really, the big thing that it comes down to is, does it cross the blood-brain barrier in the amounts that could enhance cognitive function, like I've mentioned? In other words, it can't reach the brain when it's circulated through your blood after you take it. I'm going to tell you a great way how to counteract that in just a second, but let's continue to plow through on GABA's role in the brain. So GABA works in the brain, as I mentioned, as a neurotransmitter, and that carries signals from neuron to neuron. And as many of you know, the known neurotransmitters function as both excitatory and inhibitory, but GABA is unique in the fact that it functions in the adult human brain as the primary inhibitor and calming agent for those excited neurotransmitters which are firing too rapidly. Again, thoughts rolling through your head at night when you can't go to sleep, anxious thoughts of things that you're still thinking about during the day, feeling like you need to get up at 2 a.m. and go into work because you can't sleep and you're so anxious about something going on there. Many of you have experienced all of that. And in fact, when GABA levels are too low, an excitatory neurotransmitter can fire too often in the brain without any inhibition. It can just run away. Scumbag brain. It can just run wild, run free. But when the brain is functioning optimally, you get a balance that's maintained there. You're eager to rock and roll in the mornings. You're ready to wind down and go to sleep at night and get good deep rest. So again, there's a ton of benefits to GABA if we can get it to cross the blood-brain barrier. In fact, tons of people who have trouble sleeping, depression, inability to focus, or they have anxiety disorders, even drug and alcohol addicts and people suffering from panic attacks, they have found GABA to be beneficial when taken the right way because of its calming ability. And this is going to help you guys really start to wind down at the early afternoon or at the end of the day. I take mine about 5 or 6 p.m. as I'm getting ready to leave work, especially if it's been a little bit of a stressful day and I'm just firing on all cylinders. But around 5 or 6 p.m. or maybe even a little bit before for some of you out there, if you start incorporating GABA into your routine, I think you're going to notice a wind down effect. And again, it's not sedation. It's not like you're going to get home and be a zombie in front of your family. It just takes the edge off where those neurotransmitters stop firing in such an excited way, which is then what? It's going to lead to better sleep at night as well. So you guys know I test everything and I really have to know that something works before I can endorse it or speak to it. But my GABA of choice, just like many supplement choices I choose out there, come from natural stacks. Go to naturalstacks.com. You can check this out. But what they would tell you is that their products are all open source. They're non-habit forming. They are from natural ingredients. And they have become my trusted source for many of the supplements that I take. But their GABA brain food is awesome. It's designed to support the normal, healthy production of GABA. And again, the main reason you would want to take this is because it helps reduce stress. It promotes relaxation. It improves your sleep. It promotes feelings of calmness, supports restful and restorative sleep. And so a lot of research out there has suggested that increasing GABA's permeability across that blood-brain barrier is an effective target to increase brain levels to where it's really hitting your brain and your body at the place that it needs it the most. And what natural stacks would tell you is that one of the primary ways to do that is to increase vasodilation by upregulating nitric oxide production in the body. So what they've done is they've included in their stack L-citrulline, which is a precursor to the amino acid L-arginine. And if you know anything about L-arginine, it has an effect on really stimulating nitric oxide production. And also, as you'll hear in part number two of this episode, grapeseed extract has been shown to increase the production of certain types of nitric oxide in the body. 
and reduce inflammation, which is why you'll hear more about why I take grapeseed extract in part two of this episode. So again, I want you guys to get GABA during the day. I want you to do it the right way, though, where it crosses the blood-brain barrier, and it's going to start helping you to wind down toward the evening. Moving along here to our next item, magnesium. I could go on and on all day about each of these topics, but for the sake of time, I've got them listed in priority order of how much time I can spend on each one. But once again, we're coming back to natural stacks. Natural stacks is not paying me to say this. I'm not endorsed by them. I'm not sponsored by them. This is just something I believe in and want to share with you guys. So they have an incredible product called MagTech, and it actually even features three types of magnesium that are known to have the highest absorption rates. And each one of these have different effects on the body. There's magnesium L3 and 8, magnesium taurate, and magnesium glycinate. Once again, guys, we're coming back to this whole idea of the blood-brain barrier. Research suggests that the magnesium L3 and 8, the one that's found in MagTech, as I just mentioned, is the only form of magnesium proven in so many studies out there to cross the blood-brain barrier. But wait, it gets even better. It supports healthy cognitive aging in your brain. It supports healthy learning and memory. It promotes relaxation. That's why I'm telling you about it right now at this part of the podcast, because it helps promote relaxation and supports quality sleep. And you can go do your own research out there. I encourage you to. But this is, hands down, the best magnesium complex on the planet. And really, the reason I'm building it in here is you get that deeper, restorative, and restful sleep. So I typically take my magnesium or my MagTech about an hour before bed. And this is not something that's going to be a sleeping pill for you by any means. If you've ever taken magnesium, it's kind of a boring supplement, really. You may not even feel it because most of the effects are going to happen when you're sleeping. But I can promise you, as we move on into the evening here. So again, I started about 2 p.m. talking about coffee. Move that up to 4, 5, 6 p.m. with GABA. Now we're going to about an hour before bed with MagTech, and now we're getting deeper into the evening. So one of the things that I love to take at night is sleepy time tea. People in my family thought this was a huge contradiction because I've said I hate tea for a long time, but sleepy time tea is so different. And the one that I use is the true sleepy time tea by Celestial Seasonings, and their tea is made from all natural herbs, has zero calories, it's caffeine-free, all of those things are important, but it also has this I guess I could describe it as a comforting aroma that helps soothe your body, especially after a long day. So I'll run through just a few of these ingredients here. You've got chamomile. Chamomile is the main ingredient in Sleepy Time Tea. Chamomile is an herbal depressant, and it helps to really cause drowsiness to help you wind down at the end of the day. Another great ingredient they have is telia flowers. These are medicinal flowers that have almost a tranquilizing effect. It also has lemongrass to help add to the sweetness. They also include blackberry leaf which also gives it an extra tannic flavor. The other thing that you might want to do, maybe like right after dinner or something like that, is to have some roasted dandelion root tea. If you go back and listen to my episode a while back with Anne Louise Gettleman, she talked a lot about roasted dandelion root tea and really got me hooked on it. It's kind of interesting, guys. I can't explain it, but it tastes a lot like coffee. But if you're looking for some sort of coffee substitute that's also going to help you detox at the end of the day, roasted dandelion tea is awesome for that. It improves your digestion. That's why I said maybe do it right after dinner. It eases congestion of the liver. That's one of the main detox properties that it has. And it also contains a lot of great minerals. It's got calcium, magnesium, iron, zinc, potassium, vitamins B and C. And so you can really take this at any time during the day. The only reason I'm suggesting doing it maybe in the afternoon or the evening is because if you filled your body full of crap during the day, which we here in the West, let's just face it, we have a pretty terrible diet. And so you can have this all throughout the day, but I like doing it in the evening for the detox purposes. It's not going to help you as much for sleep. I know we're going down this sleep path right now. Use it for its detox properties. I think you're going to enjoy it. 
Moving along here, guys, honey. Honey is one of the most underestimated and least talked about biohacking tips that are out there. Honey can promote relaxation. It can help you ease into the night. So you take a spoonful of honey before bed and it will help you get more restful sleep. That's all you need. It's pretty amazing. Just a spoonful of honey can actually improve your sleep at night. And that brings us to melatonin. And I'll give a disclaimer here. I want you guys to be really careful about melatonin because as great as it is, if you misuse it and abuse it, it's not like some of the other supplements or vitamins that if your body doesn't absorb it, you just pee it out in your waist. Melatonin could be habit forming if you're not careful with it. And also, if you're taking my good friend, Dr. Bruce's advice, you want to take smaller amounts. He recommends about three milligrams. I found that five milligrams is helpful for me, but they also sell it in 10 milligrams, which is crazy. I think you're just playing with a habit forming substance there that you need to be really careful with because the benefits are great, but we don't want to overuse it. So again, there's only so much time in a podcast and melatonin is something I could go on for days about with what I've learned about it. But if you're reading late at night, if you're watching TV, if you're sending emails until the late hours of the night, which many of you out there are, that may be stopping and likely is stopping your melatonin production. And here's the crazy thing, guys. This is something I thought was hogwash at first, but even the slightest amount of light in the white or blue bandwidths. Remember I talked about the human charger at the beginning of this episode that has this bright white with blue infused light, just like the same spectrum as the sun. Even the slightest amount of light with blue or white bandwidths is enough to seriously, and I mean seriously, depress your pineal glands production of melatonin for the night, which is why sleeping in total darkness is so important. And I'll get to the sleep mask I use here in just a minute. But more and more research is coming out about the type of light you can use that doesn't mess with your melatonin production. So many of you out there already know that artificial lighting disrupts your biological clock and your melatonin production. And many medical professionals that are tapped into this really understand now more than we ever have before that light might be killing us slowly. And light is a really interesting thing I've learned over this past two-year journey that I've been on. But when you turn on a light at night to go to the restroom or to go find something, you immediately send your brain misinformation about the light and dark cycle. That's all it takes, guys, is just a second. The only thing your brain interprets light to be is day. And believing daytime has arised, your biological instructs your pineal gland to immediately cease its production of melatonin. And so whether you have the light on for an hour or it's just a second, the effect is the same. This is something I found incredibly fascinating is if the light is on for an hour, maybe you will feel more woken up and your eyes will be more used to the light than when it's on for just a second and then back off. But the pineal gland in your brain does not recognize that time spectrum. It sees light and immediately shuts off melatonin. So what does all this mean? I want you guys to optimize your melatonin levels. So we want to avoid watching TV, using your computer in the evening, at least an hour or so, but really 90 minutes or so before bed. The most helpful thing you could do is have a digital sunset where you get those screens out of your face. Most of the devices out there don't have night vision built into them as Apple now has done with their devices or people just aren't turning it on. I come across people constantly, even just yesterday. Two people said in a group setting I was in, hey, I hear you talk about night vision on your podcast. How do you do that? I grabbed their phones. I not only put it into night vision, but I also put on the color tint filters I'll tell you guys about here in just a moment. And they were blown away about how it changed their phone. So we're either letting a ton of blue light come through, which tricks your brain into thinking it's still daytime. Remember, the same spectrum as the sun most of our TVs are made with nowadays. Or we're putting tablets in our face with that same spectrum of blue light in 
And many devices out there nowadays don't have the ability to turn those things off. So melatonin really starts kicking in around 9 or 10 p.m. for most people. And those devices emit light that may really stifle that process. The other thing I want you guys to start doing is sleep in complete darkness or as close to it as possible. Even the slightest bit of light in your bedroom can disrupt your biological clock and your brain's production of this melatonin. Studies were done where people were in deep sleep and researchers would put this tiny LED light on the back of their leg, like on the back of their knee, and their brains were instantly able to register that light was present somewhere coming through their skin and hitting their cells. That's freaking amazing, guys. That's unbelievable. So if you think that bathroom light that you leave on for your kids, which we did for a long time, or you think the bright night light somewhere that you feel better about having there so you can get up and go to the restroom at night and still be able to see, if you think that is an inconsequential thing when it comes to your sleep, think again. Even if you have a night mask on like I sleep with every single night, your skin can still register the fact that there is light somewhere around you in the room. So we've got to cut it out. When I travel to hotel rooms, I now bring those giant metal paperclip type things that you see in office environments. I bring a handful of those with me every time I come to a hotel room and I will actually pinch the curtains together if they don't quite fit. A lot of hotel rooms have great blackout curtains and things like that on them, but if they don't and there's a big gap left open, especially if you're in a big city like New York, Las Vegas, Dallas, like I'm from, you can see a lot of that light coming in. So I pinch those curtains together where we have complete blackness and that's going to help you guys sleep in complete darkness and really help your production of melatonin. You also want to keep your temperature in your bedroom no higher than 70 degrees. Sleep research would tell you that somewhere around 67 to 68 degrees is optimal, not only for getting the best rest, but also for just calming you down as you get ready to enter these sleep states. Moving along here as we keep diving in, I want you guys, if you haven't already, start really studying up on coconut activated charcoal. I use the Bulletproof brand for many reasons that we may not have time to go into today, but charcoal is a huge detoxifier of your system. So what is it? Activated charcoal. It's made by burning a source of carbon such as wood or debris or like Bulletproof, they use coconut shells. And what's produced from that is a highly absorbent material with millions of tiny pores. Those tiny pores capture, bind, even remove poisons of heavy metals, chemicals, intestinal gases. Now, I will tell you, if you haven't used this before and you start using it regularly, don't be surprised that your fecal matter turns black. I was shocked the first time I used this stuff. And look, if I go out and eat a bunch of bad food or drinks and I just know that I'm going to feel less than optimal the next day, I'll pop about five to seven of these before I go to bed. And I was shocked the first time I went to the restroom and my crap was black. I was like, oh my gosh, I wasn't thinking about it being the activated charcoal. I'd never seen it before. I thought something was wrong with me. So please don't be surprised by that. It's totally normal. It's just grabbing everything and pulling it out of your body. I even put it on my toothbrush a couple of times a month, crack open the capsules, pour all that charcoal on my toothbrush. I'll roll that around with a little tiny bit of water in my mouth. And the binding agents on that are amazing for your teeth and for getting your teeth like fresh from the dentist clean. It's pretty amazing. So here's when you want to take activated charcoal, guys. When you eat out at restaurants, as I mentioned, or have low quality foods or junk, processed junk foods, it's particularly helpful to take when you're drinking alcohol. If you suddenly feel moody, are tired. It could be from something earlier in the day that you ate that's just now affecting you, your body, your brain. And it's best to take between meals or a few hours after taking uh, vitamins. So just make sure if you're taking any prescription medication or many vitamins out there, it will bind all of those things up and flush them right out of your body as well. So you want to take it a couple hours before, or a couple hours after, especially prescription medication that you need to kick in for you. 
As we wind down on the data here, I would tell you that essential oils I have found over the last two months to be really helpful. I don't have it right here in front of me. I'm sorry I'm traveling, but there's any essential oil will be fine as long as it's okay on your skin, the way I'm going to tell you to use it. So you can put this in a diffuser by your bed at night. And every company out there, as far as I know, that makes essential oil, they have a sleep or a sleepy time remedy. The one that I use, and I'm sorry I can't come up with the name, but it's sold at Walgreens, it's sold at CVS, it's sold at Whole Foods, it's sold at a lot of places. So, you know, Whole Foods, any of those places, that's going to be a trusted source. But again, just make sure it's okay for your skin if you're not using it in a diffuser. Because what I do is I take a small Q-tip and I get a little drop right on the end and I rub it right inside my nostrils. There is a, I believe it's called Dreamy Night or Dreamy Time or something like that. And they say if you mix that with their lavender version, that you have like an instant one-two knockout for sleep. And so that's what I do. I take lavender on one nostril. I take the dreamy night or dreamy time formula on the other nostril. And so whenever I lay down in bed, I've got these very potent but good sleepy time essential oils that are right up in my nostrils. And I start breathing that immediately as I get ready to go to sleep. I also sleep with a sleep mask on, as I mentioned to you guys. Any sleep mask is fine as long as it adheres and contours to your face pretty closely. I've had some in the past that were a little bit cheaper that really didn't wrap around the face. They also didn't stay off of my eyes very well. The kind that I got, I got from Bed Bath & Beyond. It almost looks like a small bra. I mean, it's it's got like little cups on it to where when I put it around my head, it's not pressing against my eyes. And that's what I found to be the most helpful because if I've got something pressing right against my eyes, I can feel that and that might keep me up a little bit longer at night. So try to find that type if you're out there looking for it. I also use earplugs at night. I bought a brand called Heroes on Amazon.com. They are rated at the highest decibel level. And man, I sleep like a baby. I also use the Sleep Cycle app. If you guys have never heard of the Sleep Cycle app, you can find it on your iPhone in the Apple App Store. Many people use this app beside them on the bed. I found that it wasn't as helpful for me. It does track your movement, but it's not as helpful when you have two people in the bed, I found. So what I do now is I put my phone in the restroom and I put an iPad right next to my bed. I set that iPad for two minutes before my alarm is going to go off on my phone. But what I'm mainly concerned about is tracking the hours in bed. So I'll set it right as I'm getting into bed. I'll turn it off as soon as I get up in the morning. And it's really interesting to go through and see how many hours of sleep or hours in the bed you're getting. But it is a great app. If you can use it in airplane mode, of course, so you don't fry your brain. If you can use it in your bed, it does an incredible job of tracking your movement to tell you when you're in deep sleep or not in deep sleep through the night. But then it also, now they've got a new feature on it that tracks your snoring. Put it right there beside you. It'll track your snoring during the night. Very interesting. I know Fitbit, some of the other monitors do that as well. But this one has been awesome, used by a ton of biohackers out there to track sleep hours in the bed. And it's been great. Just a little miscellaneous stuff. Bath salts. I'm not a big bath guy, but after a stressful day, I'll go throw some, I believe it's called Dr. Teal's. You can find that anywhere. Dr. Teal's, there's some eucalyptus and lavender scent that I use. And I do a lot of meditation in the bathtub at night. So we'll put the kids down. I'll go in there to get in the tub for 20 minutes. I'll have this bath salt in there. It helps soothe your joints. It helps soothe your aches and pains. Uh, with the eucalyptus and lavender in there, it really helps you start winding down. It's pretty awesome. But I'll throw on Headspace, the app that I have on my phone. Some of you have Calm. Some of you are using Headspace. But I'll do a meditation in the bathtub for 20, 30 minutes while I'm sitting there with a, a candle going outside the bathtub, limit the light as much as I can. And just that soaking in that salt, not only the smell is incredible, but it just makes joints and everything feel great. NBA players, NFL players do this a lot with all these floating 
and with salts and with baths and things like that, that uh, really just help their joints and, and all those sort of things. So I'll do a meditation in there at night. And when I get out of there, man, I'm pretty tired. I'll throw on my Swanick sleep glasses, uh, head to Swanick.com. It's actually spelled S-W-A-N-W-I-C-K. So it looks like Swanwick, but SwanickSleep.com is where to go. Or you can head over to Biohacker.com and you can get the True Dark glasses, which I think are even a step better. Swanick glasses are going to keep the blue light out of your eyes at night for things like TVs and those sort of things that you can't put night vision on. But then also it's going to help you to wind down at the end of the night. As I go into my bedroom at night, so I've, I've done all this stuff that I've told you guys. I get ready to lay down at night. I lay down for the first 15 to 20 minutes on a sleep induction mat. So if you go to bulletproof.com, look up their sleep induction mat. It's also been called a bed of nails. But a few minutes of lying on that thing stimulates these acupressure points. It really does feel like a, a bed of nails. Your back screams at first, but then it releases all of these endorphins and these beneficial hormones in this response. And several of these acupressure points are on your back, which increases blood circulation and causes your body to release endorphins and beneficial hormones. But this increases restfulness. But again, you're first going to feel this flood of warmth to the back area. And then that's going to be followed by a dramatic release of muscle tension as any aches and pains really start to melt away. And so the benefits are you fall asleep faster. You've got upgraded sleep quality once you go to sleep. Your muscles relax. It supports those healthy endorphins and oxytocin releases I mentioned. And it maintains healthy levels of stress, even if you're doing it during the day. So I use it on my back. It even comes with a guide that shows you how to use it on your face. If you put a towel down, you can just put your face up against it, which is going to be good to release a lot of chemicals for blood flow in your skin and help your skin quality, those sort of things. But I use it mostly for the back. And as we get ready to wrap up here, I would say red lights in your room at night are very helpful. I use a red light on the end of a, a headlamp if I'm doing any journaling or reading at night. And I've recently gotten a red bulb for my lamp next to the bed. You have to be careful with those, though. If you're getting any incandescent or the wrong type of LEDs or CFL lights or anything like that, you actually could be just getting a light that's painted red, but doesn't really keep a lot of the melatonin producing type characteristics about it. And it could be hindering your sleep, even though it's red. But light, if you do any research on it, can really help or harm your mitochondrial function as it results in the mitochondrial ATP performance and the building of your vitamin D the next day. So much about light, guys, as you're hearing here, doesn't only affect your sleep at night, but it affects how the systems in your body perform the next day. So the biggest thing is we want to get the blue light out of our face at night. We want to have red light around us. That's why the military uses red light so much in reading maps in the deserts and their night optics and things like that, because it keeps the blue and white light from going into your eyes. That again, turns off that melatonin faucet, but keeps you up and keeps you stimulated. Light also plays with your testosterone, keeps you from building nitric oxide, as I mentioned before, builds unhealthy sleep endorphins and dopamine that really get you up and keep you rolling during the day. But in the morning, you want to expose your eyes to lots of light, including blue light. It's okay. In the morning, your body actually wants that. But at night, we've got to avoid this junk light. We've got to get the red light into our eyes, get everything else out of our eyes, and we're going to have such a better sleep by being intentional about it. So the best thing you guys can do when it comes to light, turn off your bright lights before bed. Stop using CFLs, compact fluorescent lights, those real curly bulbs that you see up in lights. But we want to switch to amber or red bulbs, the ones that don't have any blue spectrum whatsoever. Again, not just the curly bulbs that are painted red, like party lights, but actually the ones that don't have any blue spectrum to them. 
stop staring at screens for two plus hours before bed or skip screens entirely. Have a digital sunset. For those of you who know me or have listened to the podcast, you know I've got night vision on my phone and all my devices 24 hours a day. And I've downloaded F.Lux. Just go to getflux.com. It's called F.Lux. Getflux.com will allow you to put the tinted filter on your Windows-based or Mac-based computers. And I've got that turned on all throughout the day as well. So I'm going to let you guys in on a pretty quick iPhone hack here, just in case, just in case you have to be up at night checking an email or sending out a message, or maybe you do decide on a night every so often to watch a screen with your husband or wife in bed as you're getting ready to wind down. It's not the most optimal thing. So check this out on the iPhone. And I don't think Samsung has a solution for this yet, but I'm sure they'll come out with one. But on the iPhone, all you have to do is swipe up from the bottom if you've got the latest version, and you'll see there where it says turn night shift on or night shift off. Many of you know that. Or you can go into the settings like I do and tell it to turn off at 3.59 a.m. and turn back on again at 4 a.m. So there's literally a minute there because you can't do it continuously. There's literally a minute there that my night vision is not on, but I always set it for a time whenever I'm sleeping. Let me take this a step further for you guys. This is amazing. The night vision... Many people still complain is too bright if they ever have to get on their phone at night for any reason. So here's the solution. If you've got it in night mode and you're turning the light all the way down and in a pitch black dark room, it's still a little bit too bright for you guys. Here's what I want you to do. Write these steps down. You're going to go into settings on your iPhone. You're going to go to general. Then you're going to click accessibility. So settings, general, accessibility. Then you're going to see an option in the vision category called display accommodations. When you click that, in the middle of the screen, there's an option called color filters. If you turn that on, your phone will turn a shade of red like maybe you've never seen before. And then you can take the intensity of that way up to where your phone is a very crimson red type of light. And if you've got the light turned all the way down on your phone and you've got the color tint option selected that I just took you through, it's amazing how you can still see the screen, but the intensity of the light is turned way down and it's now in a color spectrum that's going to help you fall asleep quickly. If you do have to stay on your phone for a little while, then you can turn it off and likely go straight to sleep because you're not harming your melatonin. Now, this would get very irritating if every time you wanted a darker shade of red on your phone, you had to go in there and do all of that. So Apple's made it easy. There's a shortcut for that. Go back to the main settings menu, click general again. Click accessibility again and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the accessibility menu. And there's an option that says accessibility shortcut. And if you toggle the color filters option on that, now all you have to do is triple tap your home screen button to turn this red tint on your phone. It is one of the most incredibly unknown secrets out there when it comes to hacks on the iPhone. And as we get ready to wrap up the podcast here, I'll just throw out a couple of miscellaneous things. Number one is if you do want to listen to something at night, you might have heard me many times in other podcast episodes talk about delta waves and how the delta waves are such a low frequency wave that your brain is operating at that it really gets you into that sleep state. Unlike alpha or beta or theta, which are going to be more your excited or creative or deep thought type of waves, delta waves are going to be that subdued type of wave. So if you go to Spotify, there are some uh, what's called binaural beats on there that you can get into Delta Wave, or you can even search on YouTube or my good friend Emilio Palafox, who I do the podcast with on many of the live episodes. He's actually got his own tracks over on Resonant Space. 
ResonanceBase.com, where you can go on there and find his tracks for building delta waves and getting better sleep. Put your phone in airplane mode again so it doesn't fry your brain. I stick mine right up inside the pillowcase if I'm ever doing these delta wave tracks. And that's going to help you guys to hear rain or some sort of frequency in the background that gets your brain into that delta wave state. And you don't have to do all of this stuff every single night, but much of the stuff I've mentioned, if you just build it in as a healthy habit, you'll be very glad that you did. I also use Alatura night cream on my face at night. And guys, this has been a huge addition to what I do each night. My good friend, Andy Nilo, who you might've heard on the podcast before, he owns a company called Alatura Naturals. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A, alaturanaturals.com. Their night cream is incredible. It's basically like a putty. It's, it's hard to describe. It's kind of like a putty or like a cream that you put on your face at night and you lather it on there. The oils, the acid, just so much that you use in there, those natural ingredients just give so much hydration to your face to where when I wake up in the mornings, some of it's still on my face, but it just makes you feel amazing. I will order that stuff from now on. Thanks so much, Andy, for creating that. I will order that as long as you keep making it because it's just, it's so, it don't, not only makes your face feel amazing at night and really just helps you start winding down. He also has a derma roller over there that I don't have time to get into right now, but using a derma roller and then putting on his clay mask or putting on his night cream. The night cream's the big thing though, if you want to, you know, ease into this with Alatura, it's amazing. You just got to go over there and check that out. And lastly, I'll mention this and then I'll wrap up. This really doesn't have anything to do with sleep or winding down at night, but in a way, it does. And that's a brain dump on my mirror at night. I get ready in the guest bathroom in our home so that I don't wake up my wife if I'm getting ready after she's gone to bed. And I don't wake her up early in the morning if I'm getting ready in there. You guys may not have that type of setup, but I go to the guest bathroom. But I've got some dry erase markers that actually have uh, magnets on them. And I'll stick those up underneath the mirror in that guest bathroom where you really can't see them. And at night when I'm brushing my teeth, in the shower and brushing my teeth are two times that I find that I think about the most things I need to do the next day or need to do with something coming up. If I think about anything in that moment, I don't want to miss it. I'll grab one of those markers underneath the mirror and I will start jotting down. It might just be two or three words that trigger my memory of whatever it is the next day that I need to focus on. I'll write it down and I may put down two or three or four things or sometimes more while I'm just sitting there brushing my teeth doing this brain dump. I finish brushing my teeth, I go to bed. The next morning, whenever I get up, the first thing I see on that mirror are the things that I wrote down from the night before. But also, as you guys know, many times you subconsciously think about things in your sleep or you wake up in the middle of the night thinking about things. I don't want to miss those things either. So I will brain dump typically a little bit more in the morning as I'm brushing my teeth of things that have come to my subconscious mind overnight or things that I know I need to get on during the day that I haven't thought about. Or when my schedule gets sent to me at 4 a.m., with a program that we use in my office called Snoozter that I'll talk about in the next episode. It may trigger something about a client meeting or an event or something that I'm doing that I know I need to be brain dumping on. And I'll pull those markers out. I'll brain dump more. And I'll either jot those down into my to-do notes section for the day on my phone, or I'll take a quick picture of it and email it to myself. By the time I get to work and I pull that email up, I haven't forgotten anything, guys. So again, that's not necessarily a wind down technique. It kind of is, though, because if I've brain dumped the things that I need to get down and don't want to forget about, how much better will I and you be able to sleep as a result of that by not hanging on to those things? It's just it's amazing how efficient and helpful that is. So there's a ton of other things that I could mention, guys, but I think these are the nuts and bolts. You're going to hear me talk about other things and other podcast episodes that maybe I didn't mention here. But what I wanted to do today, guys, is really hit the nuts and bolts 
of the things that are going to be the main staples to help you guys in the early afternoon through the evening up until the early morning to really hit higher levels of peak performance. So guys, please email me, comment to me about everything that you've heard here that you might have questions on. I'm happy to help. My team is happy to help. But above all else, I want to help you guys reach higher levels of peak performance through new concepts and ideas. And I hope much of this helped today and giving you this incredible biohacking late afternoon and evening up until the early morning episode. We're going to pick up in the next episode, starting with the early morning through the early afternoon so that we can make a full cycle of this here. If you guys would like to connect directly, please shoot an email to my team at info at success101podcast.com. Or you can catch me in the world of social media over on the Success 101 Podcast community Facebook page or on Instagram under the name at Success 101 Podcast. I hope you guys took a ton away from today as you improve your life, you improve your sleep, you wind down in the evening, which is all going to lead to more peak performance. And I'll catch you guys on part two, the next episode. Until then, 